It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing? Because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the cry room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday Welcome to All Set for Sunday A podcast for busy and distracted Catholics, especially during Advent To be more prepared for Sunday Mass My name is Scott Williams, my co-host is Jeff Trailer. Hey Jeff Hi Scott How are your candles burning? Um they are not crooked this year. That's so good. So praise God. Last year, I left them in the attic. Yeah, that's why they And that's you not old. where you're supposed to store no. them. <laughs> that's where they call you Crooked Candle Scott. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, Father Peter Marshall. Hello. How, how are you today? Good. I Speaking didn't of crooked. <laughs> oh, goodness. Got him. Wow. I didn't know you went to Marion University. I did not, but oh. I, I gave a retreat for them, and they gave me the sweatshirt. Oh, that's nice yeah. of them. Yeah. Very generous. What kind of retreat did you do? On behalf of all of alumni, thank you. The uh, San Damiano Scholars Retreat. I've heard good spring. things about the San Damiano Scholars. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what's new in your world, Jeff? Uh, I have been putting a lot of socks in bags and sending them off to people. Oh. That yeah, sounds it's a good old time around Catholic Concepts and Sock Religious these days and a lot of orders going out. So, Good times. Yeah, it is. Everybody go on. Check out our new Christmas socks will be out when this comes out. So check them out. Where all, should I go? All tens and tens of you. Sockreligious.com. It's a nice website. Promo code present20. Dot com or dot org? Dot com. Dot com. Got it. Yeah. All right. Dot sock. Dot sock. <laughs> Do you think that's a domain thing? I don't think so. Uh, but I mean, if so, man, we better swoop that up. Check that out. Yeah, Catholic.sock. We are new. Just in case people get confused. Just in case. <laughs> all right. Let's jump into the two-minute drill. Speaking of confusing, how long a two-minute drill is supposed to be is something that confuses me on a regular basis. <laughs> but our first reading uh, for the second Sunday of Advent uh, No, the two-minute drill, it's like a football term. I, yes. Yeah. I know it's one of the just terms. It's like hurry, hurry up. Yes. I know. I just don't do that either. Mm. The uh, second Sunday of Advent, we have uh, Isaiah chapter 1. Uh, or chapter 11 and Isaiah, he just wants us to know Jesus is coming. Y'all. He doesn't say Jesus, but like he says a, uh, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. A lot of real good imagery in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some exciting stuff that he won't judge the poor. He will strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth. The wolf shall be a guest of the lamb mm-hmm. and the leopard shall lie with the kid. Lots of good pillows. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, you could build a whole menagerie of animals that aren't supposed to be together, but <clears throat> are. But are Brood of vipers. This. I remember <laughs> in there. No. Yes, uh, the cobra's den. The the baby shall play by the cobra's den. Mm. It's interesting. Um, but it's it's just a very exciting, like, talk about ahead of his time. Yeah. Like, he really knew what was coming, and he let us know. and And then, you know. Update in a couple weeks. Jesus will be here. Hey. And that's exciting. Uh, Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 72. 
This is a mumbler, if I've ever heard one. Um, so I imagine a lot of parishes will slip away from it because it's Advent <clears> and they want to sing something pretty. But justice shall flourish in his time in fullness of peace forever. Father, do you let your musicians choose an alternate uh, psalm if they don't like the one, or do they chant the psalm of the day? Um, I let them, but they uh, they typically choose the song of the day. Ah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Is it because when you let them, but when they don't do it right, you just give the I, I give a Father death Peter's chair from the presider chair, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Cool, cool, we'll just chant it." Um, the second reading comes from Romans chapter fifteen, um, and it's it's this continued emphasis. Jesus is here for everybody. It's in specifically not just for the circumcised. He didn't just come for the Jews, those mm. who um, who are there, but also for the Gentiles. And, and it even quotes the Old Testament here and saying, therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises of your name. Just a good reminder that Jesus is here for everybody, um, ready to get after it. And then we have the gospel, Matthew chapter 3, 1 through 12. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea, saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. Fancy. His food was locusts and wild honey. At, the time, and at that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, mm. who warned there it was, yeah. who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. Produce good fruits as evidence of your repentance, and do not presume to stay yourselves. We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God can raise the children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the shaft he will burn with an unquenchable fire. Mm. Thanks, Jeff. Well done. You did a nice Thanks. job. Yeah, I was struggling there. My eyes were all over the place, getting a little blurry, and I, was, I just really had to lock in for a second. But And then I heard hummus, hummus. in my ears. Um, that doesn't actually record. I know. Nobody so. knows, but Scott's well, we alert know. on his computer says hummus. Hummus. Father Peter Marshall, yes. you're, you're a doctor, right? I am. So what's up with all this camel hair business? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's in know. relation? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I need to be a doctorate to answer that question, but uh, I think... John is like it emphasizes that to show you don't actually have to answer that. John is separate from civilized. He was a fancy boy. He He had his camel hair, his leather belt. It's nice. What are you preaching on this weekend? Uh, Camel hair. So I think love a good camel hair. There's two interesting to me things. One is Isaiah is about um, the restoration of all things in the Messiah in Christ. Right. So he's painting this picture of how things will be, which goes back to how they were before the fall. So when the Messiah comes, everything will be restored to its perfection as originally created by God. Okay. 
The other thing is, Isaiah talks about uh, a, a branch from the root of Jesse, right? And then Christ talks about if the tree doesn't bear fruit, cut it down to the root, right? And here we have the Israelites listening to Christ who saw their great dynasty, the kingdom of David from Jesse, cut down, and they were sent into uh, uh, exile, the Babylonian exile. And then because they didn't bear fruit, they were cut down, and now Christ is going to restore that in himself and be the, the back to the root of the Israelites' glory. Okay. Does that make sense? Not really. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes things are really interesting in the dark corners of my brain. Well, Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's you. I think it's me, probably. I think there's a lot of different... Um, you know, themes and tracks that come in these readings. Uh, I feel like I need a good flow chart right. to understand it all. Um, so for those of us that are visual learners that I, I don't know, I was just a little bit confused throughout these readings. I think it's a me issue, not a you issue right. or a Jeff issue. I think all but what the, I, what I need to walk away with this all week? the imagery that Isaiah talks about is all around in, in a sense, the right relationship of creation, that before the fall, there was no death. So lambs and leopards can be friends again because the leopard doesn't have any more the instinctual desire to kill and eat the lamb. Okay. And that, that was how creation was before the fall and how it will be when the kingdom is complete. So this is another end of times yes. reading. Why do we talk about the end of time before Jesus is born? Because it's like, it's the beginning of a new uh, liturgical year in Advent, right? right? So uh, why do we talk about the end of time before Jesus was born? So is there a method? Is there? There is. Okay. There's a method to the man. Can I guess? Yeah. Well, I have a thought. You can tell. Okay. Please tell me if yeah. I'm wrong. But I think... Like, if we don't remember that Jesus was born because of the end of times, like he was born to prepare us for the end of times to do, and he was born because we weren't figuring out on our own, then like we've lost focus of who Jesus is and what he represents. So I, I think that that's a piece of this is this reminder of like, this is what he's coming to do. Like this guy's coming, he's going to be great, but he's also going to, he's going to take care of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true, Jeff. And I think... I remember it simply as the first half of Advent is awaiting for the future. And then the second half of Advent is a bit of a pretend waiting. Like we're, we're putting ourselves in the space of the ancient world to say, remember how great it was when he came the first time. It's going to be even greater when he comes back the second time. I, when I read these readings, I think of, this is going to be a reference. If, if you're a listener out there and you get this reference and you understand, please go ahead. I mean, you're pro there's only like eight of you. You all have my phone number. Text me and let me know <laughs> or put it in the show notes. Um, but there's a TV show, The Wire. It was an HBO show. Fantastic show. There was a character in the show, Omar. And Omar was this bad dude. And when, he, when Omar was coming around, the neighborhood would just start yell, yelling, Omar's coming, Omar's coming. And people would just like disappear into their, like they knew that this was serious and it was important and everybody should pay attention when Omar's coming because it was about to get real. 
that's how I feel about these readings is that like yeah. Jesus is coming y'all. So like Jesus is coming. You better get ready. Yeah. Get things ready. Buckle down. Be ready for it. Make sure you got your house in order. Cause yeah, but like Jesus comes as a baby and then it's 33 years. I mean, 30 some years before his public ministry. Right. So there's, that's a lot of getting ready. That's like a lifetime. I mean, we've been getting ready for 3000 years or something like 2000 years for the end times. Right. I mean, I I don't know. Is there ever enough time to get ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's go. And probably not, but (laughs) I've got a few things to do. Okay. Is that it? There should be more, right? What else do we need to talk about? I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, interesting, Scott. I think we all have this idea that we need to do more to prepare. And yet, it actually is kind of simple. Because the end of time, like, your will doesn't matter. Right? Like, it, like you can write out a will, but when it's over, it's over. Then God's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll pass that money on. Mm-hmm. Um, all we need is kind of confession and aiming towards God, doing kind of the best that we can. And that's the preparation. The, I think the problem is we get too distracted sometimes by the real things of this world, but they, they keep, they take our focus off, uh, that preparation is easy for the end times. It takes some, some intentionality with it, but, um, it's not a complicated process. Like, when we prepare for our physical death, right? Speaking of things that are, are simple, but I want to point out, uh, John the Baptist, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome, dude. Just willing to just like get like, he was the first one to like really get in the face of the Pharisees and Sadducees and be like, I don't care what you're saying. That's right. Like this is, you have no idea what's coming. You all yeah. are done. And like, mm. that's pretty great. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And he kept it up until he was beheaded. So right. Good for him. He was ready. He was ready. I want to be more like that. Agreed. Yeah. I'm going to yell at Pharisees and Sadducees today. <laughs> Let me know where you find them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't have anything else to add. I was waiting for some epic segue transition. Um, this is the end of the main portion of the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of end times. <laughs> allow us to proceed to the dumb questions. Do we have any? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's time for Jeff's Dumb Questions. The part in the show where the glow of the flame of knowledge grows a little dimmer and our collective IQ goes down a few points, all thanks to Jeff. We're sorry. All right, dumb question time. Yeah. Um, this is this is a genuine dumb question, but you and you and I are good friends, and I enjoy your humor. So uh, oh, I no. want to know if you find this <laughs> as entertaining as I do. Can't wait for this. Do you find it hysterical when? the servers can't get the candles lit during mass. Like they all, like, like when it's time to write the, light the advent candle and like the server, the deacon just cannot figure out how to match up that flame with it. And especially when you get like the really big candles, yeah. Easter candles are the worst, but do you find that as funny as I, I do? do? Oh man. It is the, 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 uh, especially when like, if we have a, 
a big day where we might use torches at the gospel or something like that. And during the second reading, I can just hear click, 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 click. And I'm like, what, what is wrong? Nothing worse than being a server and like it's time to light the incense up and you're lighting right. and that lighter won't light. And you're just, what no. am I supposed to do? Yeah. One of my servers showed me a neat trick uh, for lighting the charcoal for incense this past weekend because Christ the King. Oh. No, uh, hand sanitizer on the charcoal. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Everybody take that to your pastor. Right? They don't teach a, that in seminary. No. I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell a seminarian about that and watch your mind explode. Yeah. I was just like, like, no, you, I need a. You need to go to torch. seminary. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he should go to seminary. Yeah. Ever since COVID, like during. Uh, the like when the extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion come up, there's just this this instead of incense now, I get this right. gigantic <laughs> whiff of hand sanitizer. Yes. And I think And you can hear the sound of the little pump like Yes, just like that. <laughs> I think that there might be a space out there for to be incense smelling hand sanitizer so that we get oh, the sense of Can you bleep that out? Bleep that out so that we can <laughs> Uh, chrism scented hand sanitizer. Leave that out too. This is copyright <laughs> Catholic concepts. That's like, this is brilliant. Uh, anyway. Hand soap. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. I asked this last Smells year. Smells like baby foreheads. I can't remember who I asked it. I don't remember if I got a satisfactory answer. And maybe I just asked it when I was drinking beer with somebody, but I'm going to ask it again. So the blessing of the advent wreath. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? It can be. It can be. I wish our viewers could see <laughs> Father's face Ow. when he said it can be, because there was there was an extended blink in there. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting that we bless it like at every like how many times does the Advent Earth need to be blessed? One. Once. Because and like once ever. Ever. So like every year when you bring it out. So dumb been blessed. A couple of things that I think are important, <laughs> which means they're probably not. Uh, the Advent wreath comes to us via the Lutherans. Oh, that is a Lutheran tradition, and we picked it up at some point. Interesting. And, uh, Thanks, Martin. Right. Uh, so we have an Advent. Is that like wreath. number ninety-four? Yes. Use an Advent wreath. <laughs> Ninety-five theses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We have an Advent wreath at our parish at St. Jude, uh, but uh, the candles, the appropriate candles are lit prior to Mass, and we don't incorporate any of that into the Mass itself. Okay, so that which parts were the important parts? You said a couple of important things. Well, I, I think, think what he thinks... Just one is that you don't if have If I to, could interpret Father Peter, I think what he thinks is important to know is that this is not a Catholic tradition, and it does not exist in his sanctuary. Okay. <laughs> it does. No, we have a wreath. In the sanctuary? Or in, in the, the sanctuary, right in front of the uh, ambo. Okay. Right in front of your unity candle. Got right. it. <laughs> and your vases for you pour but, Got it. But we don't make a big deal out of it, in part because the wreath already has been blessed at some point, and... Uh, Two, it's not really part of the mass. Okay. It's fair. Understood. All right. Second yeah. dumb question. And then actually we're, we have a theme here. I'm going to bounce back to okay. you. You let us into it. What, what's your favorite liturgical color to wear? Because uh, like you get to rock out the purple here. I do. And I do like the purple. 
Yeah. I have some good purple or violet. Vestments. Sorry, violet. Yeah. And rose? Uh, I hate rose because it's pink. What about blue? Not allowed. <laughs> I'd like to throw it out there. No. How about blue for Mary? No. That's no. a liturgical color for I Mary. I can wear a, a white vestment that has a blue like accent color on it. Okay. How yeah. big can accents be? <laughs> Fairly big. <laughs> as big as your accent. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> Um, all right. All right. So next question. Yes. You went down. <laughs> that's his accent. <laughs> all right. We went down the, the path that we, you talked to Lutherans and so right. this is a similar note in my coming up with dumb questions. I know you're a convert. Yeah. You grew up Baptist, I believe. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, what's Advent like in, in Protestant faith? We, we never had it. Okay. Um, it's become somewhat more widespread in the last 10 to 20 years uh, as people are like, hey, you know, this is a really wise practice that Catholics and Orthodox and Episcopalians do. And so uh, I think more people are at some level celebrating Advent. What? Next question. Yeah. What's a Jesse tree? <laughs> I really don't know. I don't either. It comes from this passage. uh, And instead of like an advent, the Isaiah passage. The sprout, the sprout of Jesse. Right. Sprout from the stump of Jesse. Yeah. And it functions as like an advent calendar would. But it's a, it's a little tabletop tree with the days listed. And you have a little scripture verse to reflect on for that day. And, is that a Catholic tradition? I don't know. I mean, no. But I don't know if it appears in some like religious ed book or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that I'm makes genuinely it Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, that makes it. Yeah, everything Catholic, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I, I think if anything that increases prayer in homes, I am supportive of. That's fair. It it and it's. Reading scripture, like right. that's that's probably a good thing. You can't hardly go wrong. With All right, it. So, I've heard a lot of uh, priests and bishops be a little salty about people decorating for Christmas too early and oh, all that. Friday, kind of stuff. I'm decorating Friday. You are, yeah. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, tables have turned. Yeah, in turn, my house, the not in the church, the table, but in my house. Got it. Um, I was just going to ask, what in an ideal world in the de- domestic church should we like preparing for Christmas look like? I think Friday after Thanksgiving. (laughs) I mean, part of it is part of it is time, right? We, the Friday after Thanksgiving, unless you're going to go out and do Mm -hmm. some outlet shopping or something is kind of a down day for people. And so you have time to put up your tree or whatever. Yeah. I think kind of ideally you might put up, the tree, maybe even put up a nativity set and then wait uh, to decorate till closer to Christmas uh, to really like, this is how we do it in the church. I allow greenery or uh, some flowers in Advent, um, but no lights and no uh, real festive decoration until Advent is done. Okay. Anything else? So I can put up the tree in my house, but tell my kids they cannot put up ornaments until. Right. It sounds silly, but you asked what the idea was, right? I think it's a good idea. I don't know what the right answer is. Denial is a good thing. 
But I don't know if like Christmas Eve is also the most ideal time to put on ornaments. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not one of those like, like I know there are priests who will not listen to Christmas music until Christmas Eve. And uh, it just doesn't bother me that much. I can still wait for Jesus. Even if you listen to Christmas? Even if I listen to Christmas. So what you're saying is you've been rolling Mariah Carey <laughs> nonstop <laughs> for like three weeks now. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Father. Uh, all yeah. we wanted for Christmas was to do an Advent podcast with you, Father. Aww. I always love coming. You guys are the best. Thanks and, for being uh, on the Advent I do want to give, we gave a little <laughs> plug earlier for sacrilegious in general, but our parish is right now doing a little fundraiser with sacrilegious. Yeah. And uh, it's been like hugely successful. Great. And so if other priests, I know there are priests who listen to the podcast uh, for homiletic thoughts, um, they do a fundraiser with sacrilegious. Yeah. yeah. It's all right, cause I'm a sepulchre. It's all right, cause I'm a sepulchre. It's all right, cause I'm a sepulchre Sunday.